Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast, everybody. It's good to have you today. I'm sitting here with T-Money Tyson Burwell, the Kaioken Kid. It's just me, and I am Joe Copeland, your host. I'm so glad that you tuned in this week to... Uh, just get a little bit better, uh, learn a little bit more, and um, just to get hang out with us. Just me, huh? Yeah, just yeah, we got to work on your confidence a little bit. Just me. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that that's coming. You're too nice. I know. Uh, today we're going to talk about um, how to build yourself an exercise program based on your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this uh, many times before. We're going to go at it from uh, a little bit more in-depth view, um, kind of talk about what your program should look like if your goal is um, building strength, uh, building muscle, um, you know, endurance, power, all sorts of different angles mm-hmm. there. And uh, going to go into depth on what exercises you should be doing, sets, reps, weight, um, tempo, literally everything. Um yeah. And yeah. I think this is a good podcast for beginner lifters. Yeah. You know, I think it's, we'll, we'll cover up some, uh, some good topics that I wish I had a more in depth understanding of when I first started lifting. Right. So I think it's good. Okay, cool. I like it. I think so too. All right. And the question, the question of the day. Oh no, I don't like that. I'm sorry. Oh, oh come on now. Yeah, it was weird. All right. Let's see what it is. Keep you guys in the All right. Though. Which decade... <laughs> Which decade do you love the most, or which which decade would you like to go uh, go back to and live in? Decade. And let's just go like the of the nineteen hundreds. Oh, like, okay. Like so, you're, like if you could go, if you could live go in the past. live in the the twenties, the thirties, the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, whatever. I'm gonna say I would like to visit. But, <laughs> okay, but visit. Yeah, live. live. You talk about some hard times, man. Yeah, that's true. I, I like we couldn't make it. I like toilet paper and <laughs> air conditioning, indoor plumbing, <laughs> yeah, all that. Some good yeah. stuff. I like the grocery store down the road. Yes, yes. Oh, we're but, soft, even though we think we're hard. Yeah, we're soft. No, no, no. We live in the absolute best time to be alive right now, ever before. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it's we all I mean, like to, to survive, compl- anyways. Oh, we all like to complain about how hard everything is, but yeah. man, it is actually the easiest it's ever been. Yeah. You know, even being poor today is way better than even being semi-rich back in for sure, for sure. <laughs> back in the medieval times. Um, to so, answer yeah. the question, I would love to go back and see the Edo period of Japan and actually Ooh. see like uh, Miyamoto Musashi and some of his. So his, when was that? Some of his duels. That was uh, 1500s. Oh, okay. So yeah, you yeah. went way back. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think if I had to choose, though, I would really love to just witness some of those sword duels to the death like yeah i think that would be humbling yes oh, yeah okay i get that yeah that's cool i was thinking more like uh more recent history okay like i would love to go and and have fun like the roaring 20s and just uh, yeah. like you know go bootlegging and, go and bootlegging. all that fun stuff <laughs> you know yeah. As long as my safety is guaranteed. Well, that's the thing. Even whenever you visit, you hope to have like a bubble of safety around <laughs> right. you. Like, maybe like you're a ghost, you know? There we go, yeah. Or something, like you're a fly on the wall kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to be like involved. No. You know? No. The 50s would be fun too. Um, yeah, but every every cool. every decade is like, uh, yeah, something, that would not be fun. Something, something new and yeah. something different. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Okay, so uh, let's before we move on. Yeah, yeah. What's the place you would absolutely not want to visit? Not want to visit. 
Um, I don't know. Do you have one? Because I'm trying to think. I'm thinking like Civil War, World War Two, maybe. Yeah, that would like, be tough. That yeah, would be for sure. Awful. Not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I say I, I'm obsessed with Vikings. You know that. It's my my yeah. life goal is to be a Viking, uh, a Christian Viking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't think I don't think I would last out there. So I would love to visit it, but it would be it would definitely be one of those things where. Uh, I would want sure. a bubble of safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not to distract too much from our topic of today. <laughs> but, but did you know Christianity was actually the death of the Vikings? Yeah. Because uh, Vikings Euro- converted. Yeah, European. Uh-huh. Converted. And then, and then they were like, yeah, you weren't allowed to pillage anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, so it killed the Viking <sighs> era. Yeah. Man, I love those. I love Vikings. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good history there. All right. So let's, let's go with this topic and... We're going to kind of talk about different goals that you can have uh, within your your programming, and we're just going to assume for the top for this topic. And tra- correct me if I'm wrong, that it's going to be kind of gym related, as in uh, uh, weightlifting related. Yeah. Um, if if we're talking about running a 5K or running a marathon or a triathlon, um, that's a topic for a different day, mm-hmm. uh, and people can get perfectly fit and healthy doing that too. Uh, oh, yeah. That's just not what we like to talk about and what we're passionate about. Um, I mean, I'm not anyways. Um, but I will have somebody like that on podcast in the future. Yeah. That'd be fun. I've made, uh, I made, I've made some friend groups in Wichita, um, that are all triathlon guys. Endurance athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm the only like strength trainer out of the group. And so, or only strength trainer. Um, those people are built different. Yes, they are. They have mindsets. Yeah. They're psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. They, they enjoy punishment. (laughs) <laughs> to themselves, you know, what a mental yeah. battle it is to, yeah. to run 50 miles or and whatever then, they do. Yeah. And then bike 50. Yeah. And, then and swim. swim five. Yeah. Anyways. It's ridiculous. Whole different thing. Anyways. So let's start. Let's just kind of go down the line what a program should look like. Um, the, the kind of the main goals that we're going to do today are just strength. I want to build strength. Um, and then hypertrophy. I want to build muscle. And then muscular endurance. I want to be able to use my muscles for a long period of time, kind of thing like that. Mm-hmm. And then muscular power, uh, yeah. which is just uh, out quick, fast output, powerful output. Right. Um, and then we kind of at the end, I want to bring it all together and and talk about how this can all relate to weight loss, right? Or fat loss, I should say, because sure. um, I I want all of those things, but at the end of the day. At this point in my journey, fat loss is is the main goal for myself. Mm-hmm. But I want to do that the right way, where I'm not, where I'm also building muscle. And I guess we should say that pretty much any type of strength training, hypertrophy, uh, I can't is that word hypertrophy, hypertrophy. Yeah, there as we some go. people call it. Yeah, hypertrophy or muscular endurance or even training for power, all of which are actually going to increase your caloric output. Exactly. And yeah. So each one of these will actually help you know, lose fat yes. and adipose yeah. tissue. Yeah, for sure. We can circle back that back around to that and yeah. talk about the scientific uh, reasoning that that happens. So let's start out with just, uh, let's go from the first one. Let's start with strength. Okay, cool. Right. So what is the goal of a strength training athlete? So their, their goal, like we've talked before is to lift as much weight as possible mm-hmm. to, to have as strong and muscles as possible. Um, and and typically the person with this kind of goal kind of goes the powerlifting route where they they're focusing on the big barbell lifts. Right. Um, yeah. I really enjoy strength training. It's my yeah. favorite form of actual. Is it? Uh, yeah. As as far as uh, strength and conditioning training mm-hmm. is is weight you know as a strength training style powerlifting style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the goal of like you said 
being able to lift and output as much strength as I possibly can to lift right. heavy things and be able to put it back down safely and effectively. Yep. Which in my sport is most of the time bodies that I'm picking <laughs> up and putting down. But not safely. <laughs> but not safely. Yes. Very violently. I want to wreck those bodies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which really helps with the, uh, with the grappling aspect too. Of course. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, what would you say the mindset is? So the, the mindset of a power lifter or a strength athlete is they are going to do whatever they can to efficient, uh, uh, make the lift efficient. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're going to find different techniques to, um, to get the lift up by any means necessary sure. for the most part. Um, and you kind of go with that a mindset. Like if I'm putting a client through a strength phase, uh, I have to make sure that I prep their mindset for them to go into that because, um, like some clients are, are in that strength phase right now and they're like, this feels different. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not like metabolically worn out at the end of the workout yeah. like I'm used to. And so it's a different mindset because you're not doing tons of reps. You're taking long rest periods. You're not just completely wiped out by the end of it for the most part, if it's programmed properly. That's right. Um, yeah, physiologically, I mean, your muscles aren't pumped full of blood. There's no. not a whole lot of muscle tearing that's going on to, right. to try to get as much of that growth and build up back right. of the tissue. It's, it's more about actually making the muscle more dense. Yeah. With the, with the muscle density there, there's more actual fibers that are corded better. That are recruiting. That are recruiting right. and able to actually push more weight. Yeah. And then there's that making the muscles uh, more efficient, uh, more, more dense. And then also the other physiological adaptation is um, synchronization of the motor units. So the more and more you strength train, the better you're going to uh, be able to recruit muscle fibers, motor units, and your and um, you'll be able to actually use all of the strength that your body has without uh, certain mechanisms co coming in. And uh, have you have you ever <clears throat> been in a strength program and you're almost scared to lift as heavy as you can? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and so this is something I've uh, I've been discussing with one of my friends, Lane. Uh, this uh, this is a, a college friend of mine, and he was talking about how we had a whole conversation about how much he's how much more he's able to lift when he knows he has like one or two spotters next to him. Mm -hmm. And there's such a huge mind shift there because when I'm lifting by myself and I don't have a spotter, even if I have the safety racks up, I know I can fail and I'll be fine. Yeah. But knowing that you have somebody there, you're able to recruit so much more strength than you would be without that fear. And so you kind of have to train your mind to unlock that fear and 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 there's also the fear of being injured sure. if you push too hard. That's typically my more fear than that, especially after just coming back from this back injury a bit. Right. It's just like oh, of course. I'm trying to baby it a little bit. Right. I will say though, um I I like to lift alone. And but my my squats for instance went up tremendously whenever we got the um safety straps instead oh, yeah. of instead of the large the hard safety bars right, you know, right. and then I'm afraid I'm break I'm I'm hurting my equipment. But <laughs> right. these straps are soft, so Yeah. I'm able to I'm able to push really really hard with the understanding that right. it's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it kind of goes back to that concept of you know the the mother lifting the car off of the yeah. off of the you know a child or something sure, like that. You know, sure. Everybody's heard those stories where people are just able to do ridiculous amounts of strength uh, output um, in different circumstances, and you can train your brain and train your mind to access that superhuman level of strength. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just takes a lot, a lot of practice. Well, and there's there's certain lifters that can tell you that um, 
the certain mindset that they had to put themselves in before doing a competition mm -hmm. lift, for instance. And weird how sometimes to incorporate certain muscles to activate them, they'll actually touch them first. For instance, like on the right. bench press, right. you you'll see sometimes back. powerlifters will start to really press really hard into mm -hmm. their into their pecs. Yeah. And then into the triceps. And it's just right. this weird mindset where it's like you're, you're kind of prepping the brain or priming right. the brain. You're that mind muscle connection. Yeah. You're like, these are the muscles that need to move right. in the next five minutes. Right. You know? And then right. because of that, there, there's tremendous results too, which sounds silly because you're just really only pressing on the muscle. <laughs> but it's that mindset, I think, more than it's anything. Like, well, and then you'll, you'll see like, uh, you know, powerlifters like slapping each other's back, slapping oh, yeah. their chest. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's not just of a macho thing. Like no. they're actually using it to wake up their, right. their, uh, neuromuscular system and mm -hmm. their, yeah. Um, so whenever you're programming a strength program for your clients, what's, what's typically, let's, let's talk about the actual types of lifts that you want to do. Just yeah. give an example. And then maybe your sets and reps. Right. So if it's strength related, um, I try not to do, um, too many big barbell lifts in one session. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I never program a barbell squat and a barbell deadlift in the same session. Sure. You can do it. Um, if you do make sure you deadlift before you squat, mm -hmm. you don't want to squat and wear out your spine and then go load it up on this, on the squat mm -hmm. or on, on the deadlift. So <clears throat> wait, did I say that right? Deadlift before you squat. Yep. Don't squat before you deadlift. Yeah. You said it right. Because deadlifts, there's a lot more room for error there, and uh, when your when your spine and your back is fatigued. Well, and then just a safety measure, you know, when you're right. in squat, you're underneath that weight. Mm -hmm. When you're deadlifting, it's in front of you, and you're okay right. to drop it. Right, exactly. So if I'm if I'm programming that, I'm gonna I'm gonna have one, or I'm gonna have two to maybe three big barbell movements. So uh, if I if it's a day one, uh, and I'll also preface this with this: if I'm programming a strength program. Typically, they're going to have three to four big foundational lifts mm -hmm. or uh, sessions each week. Uh, I think if your if your if your goal is to lift as much weight as possible, lifting every single day is not going to be beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'll do is I'll I'll pro like uh, Monday or day, workout one will will tend to be like a squat uh, and bench press day, and then you'll I'll, you'll kind of do. Uh, some smaller dumbbell type stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and those dumbbell things are going to be focused on improving those barbell lifts. Right, their accessory lifts. Their accessory lifts that are, are within our mind is going to improve the barbell lifts. Um, and then the next day is when I'll, I'll do, say, a deadlift um, with a barbell row and maybe like an overhead press. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, so I, I separate those. And then the third day I'll typically do like a barbell front squat. Sure. Um, or you know pull-ups or heavy heavy lat lat pulls kind of stuff like that um those are going to be kind of the big foundational movements mm -hmm. and then the rest of it tends to be your accessory type stuff right right i really like that how i like to break down my strength uh, strength phases is actually going back to the push pull leg day right and it's super yeah. easy just to make sure your push and your presses are your bench press and then right. you can do like a barbell military press mm -hmm. right um and then pull day is doing like rows your deadlifts, deadlifts. Mm -hmm. yeah and then of course your leg day your is legs. primarily your squat Squats. and then you do a bunch of accessories yeah. around that. lunges glute bridges stuff yes, like sir. that yeah i like yeah. that too that's that's a great plan too and and then you know if you want to work out more than just the three days a week you could always just keep going in a cycle right you know right i think that's what veronica said she does yeah, yeah she yeah. said she does like six days and she'll do push pull legs push pull legs i like that however yeah, that's I'm, a lot I, that's a lot and i find for myself i like rest days in between my workouts yeah um well, especially with how active you are too right. yeah well yeah 
Yeah. You know, you're, you're I'm an normal. anomaly. What you can are, I say? man. I'm you a, are. I'm you're a, a superhuman. Black swan. <laughs> <laughs> So what's what's your sets and your rep ranges usually for that? So with, with when you're in the strength phase, um, you know, typically uh, it'll be no more than five sets per exercise, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's on a high end for sure. Um, and then it kind of depends on the goal for the person. Like, are they are they is their goal a one RM? Is their goal a one rep max? Sure. If then if so, we'll most of the time I'll I'll kind of do a, a ladder type thing or a reverse ladder where we'll we'll uh, start with five to eight reps and then work our way up to our one RM mm-hmm. uh, by adding weight increasingly. Um, I like to do it that way because you really get to prime the central nervous system to work up to your, to your one rep max. Right. Um, I like to do that, but sometimes I also like to do just do like, like the five by five. That's awesome. That's you what I was Can't go wrong with that. Well, you know, and especially newbie lifters, when right. it's like their first time going through an actual strength phase, mm-hmm. I, I always prescribe the, the five by five. Yeah. You just, can't go wrong with you that. You can't go wrong. It's, it's easy to keep up with. It's easy to program. And then your accessories, then you can increase, you can increase the reps a little bit mm-hmm. and get a little bit more muscle activation, in the smaller muscle groups. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but definitely the five by five is typically my go-to whenever somebody, um, it's, it's new to new strength right. training for me, like kind of where I am in, in my journey. Like I, I'm not super fascinated with getting the, my barbell squat, my bar as high as possible. Sure. I'm kind of to the point where, you know, I can, uh, let me see how many times I can deadlift 385 or something yeah, like that. Or right. let me see how many, how many times, like I want to, I want to get my rep max on my previous one RM. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I am right now. I don't have a desire to get to, you know, a six plate deadlift or sure. five plate deadlift. I probably, I could, if I wanted to, but the way I like to train is I like to cycle in and out of these different types of programs. And I feel like that helps me, uh, get, the most overall result mm-hmm. um where i as i know i know i could stick into a, tr- a strength training program for good and i could get those numbers up as high as possible yeah uh but i i'm choosing to be a little bit more well-rounded right uh, in in everything that i do sure sure and that that's kind of the thing is, is you got to talk to the client you got to talk to the individual what's their, what's their goal exactly you know right. primarily my the people that i work with are fighters mm-hmm. and that is such a dynamic sport right that I actually have to incorporate it all in. Yeah, for sure. There's got to be power development. There's got to be strength. There's got to be some hypertrophy. A lot of endurance, too. A lot of endurance. <clears throat> but also being able to keep your strength while in a, in a fatigued uh-huh. endurance state. So there's so – that's yeah. why I love fighting is because it's so endless and so diverse. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I think we talked about sets and reps, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tempo, whenever you're strength training, um, you typically want to have a – uh, typically like a four, two, two, you have a four second descent, a two second ascent, and then two seconds in between. That's typically the best for strength training. Yeah. Uh, it's slow enough to where you're going to be controlled. Um, but not too slow where your, your form is going to break down on the eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's the way I like to program it. For my newbie lifters, just pick it up and put it down yeah, five, yeah. five times. I get that too. Rest for a minute or two and then pick it back up right. five times. Right. Just, I get that. You know, that's the thing is sometimes I feel like, uh, and we're coaches, so that it happens, but we over, we end up, um, kind of over explaining sometimes <laughs> right. and, it, exactly. and, it, and it looks way more confusing than it really is. Yeah. Um, I get that too. But so sometimes when I'm talking, especially to some of these, you know, 17, 18 year old kids that mm-hmm. are the first time they've ever been under a bar, like it's simple, man, just pick it up just, five times. Does that would that. that feel really light. Let's yeah. put on some more. Like yeah. it's, it's it, it, super. You can definitely make it more simple. Than I like that, to dumb sure. it down for some of these. And that's how I need, you know, whenever I was first learning that I had a good coach that 
basically talk to me like I'm five years old. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I needed it. Yeah, because I was just this ego kid that wanted to look. Let's see how much <laughs> I can lift. Yes, uh, I get that for sure. I uh, but <clears throat> it's one of those things. If you if you're serious about it and you're you're you literally want to maybe compete or you mm-hmm. want to push your body as much as possible. It's one of those, it's one of those factors that you will need to Agreed. Uh, take control of eventually. Right. And uh, you, you did mention rest periods. If, if once again, if you're in that, in that era of, or area of, you know, wanting to completely max out, mm-hmm. uh, take longer rest periods than, than you think you need. Uh, yeah. that's a, you, you, a lot of people get antsy and they're like, Oh, I've been sitting here for a minute or two minutes. Uh, let yourself let your body recover literally be a slow moving bear lifting in there <laughs> yes. you know just mosey about pick up the heavy weight you know yeah. for your reps set yeah. it back down and then rest for i'm not kidding three minutes yeah, four three minutes or four, you yeah. know listen to an entire song <laughs> literally it's it's but i mean that's what read a that, book if that's what you're training for that's what you're training for. that's yeah. how you're going to get the most yeah. out of your strength goals yeah so I think that was good. That was a good deep dive on strength. Let's go into hypertrophy, which is uh, my favorite to train. Um, I really, really enjoy feeling a good squeeze, feeling a pump. Mm-hmm. I like to break down exercises to make sure that I'm hitting the muscle that's uh, necessary for that lift. Um, and so that that's a hypertrophy training. Uh, hypertrophy means literally uh, increasing muscle size. Right. Um, and we've we've made the statement before, but a Building strength does n- does not necessarily mean your muscles are going to get bigger. Right, they will, but not near as much as is someone who typically just trains in the hypertrophy stage. Yeah, uh, for fighters, I always say it's the difference between go muscle and show muscle. Yeah, exactly. You know, hundred percent. You look at some of these huge, huge bodybuilders. They really yeah. don't, and they might be two hundred sixty-five pounds, right? Up to up to three hundred pounds, massive people. They don't lift a whole they're lot They're curling 25-pound dumbbells, yeah. and they're just feeling a really good squeeze. They're right. feeling a good pump. They're training different angles. Yeah. You know, there's there's all these, like, just nitpicky areas of, of tweaks that you can make uh, to just get different pump, different squeeze, different muscle breakdown in different areas. And but it was eye-opening to me mm-hmm. because it was like, you know, you have this little 170-pound power lifter that can out-bench, out-squat, right. and out-deadlift right. some of these huge oh, yeah. Greek god-looking dudes. Oh, I mean, I I don't have that much bigger muscles than you, but I'm a much bigger dude than you. And, I mean, where strength is pretty, pretty uh, comparable yeah, right. uh, where you're at. And, like, yeah, you are – I mean, and, and I probably weigh 100 pounds more than you. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. How much do you weigh? Uh, I was 175 the other day. Okay, so not, not quite 100, but I, I weigh a lot more than you, yeah. and, and your strength is more than mine, or about the same as mine, right. at least. I don't know. We'll see. We I, to, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, um, <clears throat> where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, so uh, the goal of a hypertrophy person is, is to um, target muscle groups, build certain areas like – sculpt the the i hate the word sculpt and tone but you're literally paying attention to the tiny muscles Mm -hmm. you're building the posterior deltoids you're 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 hitting angles of rows that hit certain areas of the lats and Mm -hmm. it's just a whole different mindset of just pick it up and set it down yeah yeah it really is it's it's focusing on specific muscle groups um which you know in my opinion it's not always functional like there's certain no. lifts that you'll do that you're just like, when would you ever pick up anything like that? <laughs> right. No, you know? you're a hundred percent right. But it's, it's totally just for the aesthetic, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if you want to look good naked or, or on the beach or yeah. whatever, that's the way you need to go. Hopefully not naked on the beach, but I guess. They go to they, France. Those, those there's, exist there's places. There's places to go. <laughs> they exist. It's 2023, man. You can do whatever you want these days. <laughs> you can. 
but should you yeah, is the question. question. Should you? Um, I will say too though that for the very new newbie lifter, I actually recommend them doing a hypertrophy rather than strength right off the bat. For sure. First time you're picking up a bar or a dumbbell. Um, the reason is because typically, and I'm, maybe I'm skipping ahead, but um, you're typically having lower weights and higher reps. Right. Because it's a, and, it, and so that just out of effect makes it a safer way to lift. Yeah. Right? You're, you're building those muscle patterns. You're building, you're uh, hopefully learning it the correct way and you're building mm-hmm. proper recruitment patterns and you're learning, you're really learning the movement down uh, and getting it down before you start loading it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I, I tend to always start people in this range and you're going to, in a hypertrophy phase, you're going to be anywhere between, you know, three to five to six sets of, uh, you know, eight to 12 right. typically. Yeah. Um, when you go over 12, you start getting into the endurance phase, uh, for the most part. So yeah, yeah. Just rep range is, is typically, like I said before, it, it's higher reps, lower weight or moderate weight. Moderate, Cause some yeah. of those guys will actually lift pretty good weight for a lot of reps. Well, yeah, it yeah. Gets, it gets, That's just relative to their strength. Though. Yeah. Some of those guys get pretty, get pretty strong even. Oh, so for sure. Um, that being said, what, what would you say some of the techniques or certain kind of lifts that you would, you would program? Out yeah. So, um, I still, even when I'm in a hypertrophy phase, I still think barbell is king. Yeah, you just lift compound. it with a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, compound exercises are, will always, no matter what phase you're in, uh, will always be the goal to do. Um, but at the same time you can get amazing hypertrophy results with dumbbells or cables or bands because it's all about the squeeze it's all about the pump Mm -hmm. it's all about muscle tearing and a barbell is not necessary for that no but i still think it's uh king yeah well that's the power lifter in you yeah exactly (laughs) because i i wear a little bit of all of these panties right right we all do that was a really weird sentence yeah i was i just i just made that up in my head i just skipped over it and let you have it we'll we'll address that later So oh, one of the funny things though is whenever I would say modern lifters though a lot of them they don't do barbell lifts as no, far as the as far as the bodybuilding community community community, community the uh, uh you know there's a lot of them there's a video I was watching the other day and it was this little old lady walking around one of these bodybuilding um what do they call them like facilities where right right it's uh like Europa uh-huh. you know these mm-hmm. conventions that they mm-hmm. go to so there's just meatheads all over right, there right. full of st- steroids string well yeah wife beaters right yeah exactly anyway this old lady's walking around and she's asking how much do you bench you know and it's (laughs) just that and then whenever they tell them you know she'd make fun of them but it was surprising to me how many are like oh i don't i don't bench i don't bench i don't squat yeah i don't you know like how many pull-ups can you do i don't know know. literally they they only do machine work and they do dumbbell work that's true and it i thought that was i don't in in a way in my mind i'm just like well that's completely just against function. Yeah, I get know, it. But it's not for me. Well, I, I get it. Well, I mean, and especially uh, it's important in this phase to pay attention to your mobility because if you mm-hmm. uh, if if you do nothing but pump and pump and pump and you're not stretching it out, you're going to get pretty immobile because there's a lot of people that <laughs> yeah. live in this phase that are extremely immobile Oh yeah, because uh, they're just not real functional beings. They just got ballooned up muscles. And, oh, man. Um, well, that was another one. There was a guy walking around putting a piece of tape on like these bodybuilders' oh, yeah, lat muscle, and, they can't, and they can't reach it. They're, <laughs> they're spending five minutes trying to reach their lat muscle. That's and they hilarious. Can't. It was so funny. Yeah, I but, love that. Uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the mindset of of the uh, of the bodybuilder. Yeah, hypertrophy, and that's the, kind of the extreme end. Like I, I'll never get to that point. Uh, but I love to train this way, and uh, the Smith machine is a lot of fun for uh, mm-hmm. for the bodybuilding uh, community because. 
uh, it's a good safe way to kind of use barbell movements uh, um, in a controlled in a controlled range of motion. Range of motion you can do tons of reps with it, mm-hmm. not get super fatigued in in, in the posterior chain, uh, but get really really good pumps. And so right. I'm really excited to get mine in. Yeah, uh, I bought Tyson's uh, Smith, Smith machine. machine. Yeah, I'm man. so excited. I'm excited for you to get it too. Yeah, me too. Um, one thing about using machines and stuff, though, I gotta say, is you some a lot of guys sometimes they they rely so much on that that safe range of motion that they never really build the stability muscles. Hundred percent, yeah. So with the fighters, a lot of times it, it comes back to you have to do the functional lifts because Absolutely. you know when you're picking up another body that's your size, they're not going to always be in a deadlift position, no, or a you know a bench press right. position. You're like they're be gonna, moving in awkward ways. In awkward ways, so. You know, this is kind of where sometimes the hypertrophy lifts can kind of come in handy, you know, doing right. um, in therapy, we call them D1 and D2 movements, diagonals right, and right. stuff, you know. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, um, and so the uh, physiological adaptation that happens in the hypertrophy phase, um, like we've talked about, is you're get, uh, there's one, there's chronic hypertrophy mm. um, and transient hypertrophy. Uh, chronic is when literally chronic for you build long lasting muscle, a bigger cross-sectional size of the muscle fibers and it would creates a bigger muscle belly. Um, and then you have transient hypertrophy, which is what's called the pump. The pump. And this is when, uh, you're just doing tons and tons of reps and, uh, and your muscle belly is full of blood and water and glycogen and all sorts of fluid. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the more you pump it up, the more it stays and everybody knows the pump will go away eventually. But, Anytime you see a picture of somebody on Instagram that looks jacked, he probably is yeah. pumped up. Yeah, he's pumped up and probably dehydrated. And yeah, exactly. And yeah. He's got perfect lighting right. and a little bit of Photoshop. Yeah, a little like, bit let's, let's be honest. Let's, let's be. <laughs> um, but uh, this this is the phase that I like to do tons of uh, supersets. Mm-hmm. Um, even some, uh, you can call them giant sets or monster sets where you have, you know, three or four exercises, with, which end up usually being like circuits. But... Uh, I like to use circuits more for the endurance phase, but you can still do them in the hypertrophy as long as you're keeping the reps, uh, you know, somewhere between right, 10 right. to 12. Um, but yeah, it's your, your, your lifts are s- slow, controlled, feeling the pump, connecting the muscles. Um, a good example I like to, to use for, for these kinds of things is like a reverse, a bent over reverse fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people do this wrong, uh, especially people that, don't understand muscle recruitment. Um, whenever we're doing a reverse fly, technically is uh, or a rear delt fly is technically for your rear delts. Mm-hmm. Um, but what people do is do them too heavy, and they end up using all rhomboids and lats yeah, for their yeah. for their reverse fly. They're rowing it, at that but point. Uh, yeah, exactly. But a bodybuilder knows that I'm supposed to try to relax my lats, relax my rhomboids, and use my posterior deltoid only. And that's why I was saying it for beginner lifters. It's a great way to, to get that mind muscle connection. Right. You right. hundred percent. So let's move on. Let's talk about let's the uh, muscular endurance. Yeah. And what would you say the goal is that maybe it's in the name? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is in the name, but, um, uh, it's, this one's different and I do not enjoy it. Um, as y'all know me and good for you, I know but it is good for me and I do it from time to time. This is, this is when I typically go over sets of 12. Typically I'll do like, four sets of 15 or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. much lighter weight because a, a you know a 15 rep barbell squat is just torture right it's awful 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 yeah, and, yeah. but it's good for you mm-hmm. um and it's this is like the only phase i get in i'm like oh i'm scared of this yeah. this is gonna suck <laughs> like give let me let me do sets of five six seven eight i'm all right but 
I go up to 12, 15. Sure, sure. But it is really good for you. Our goal is to um, be able to use the muscles for uh, a longer period of time. Long duration. uh, Whenever you're doing a set of 15, you've most likely uh, broken out of the glycolytic stage. Mm -hmm. um, And then we start working into more uh, different types of energy systems, which end up using um, different... Store uh, energy stores, and then it starts ATP to burn more. Different, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you would, train like this much? Yeah. Well, you know, especially if I'm in fight camp, you know, endurance training is definitely an important part of it. Um, I incorporate a lot of slam balls. Right. Incorporate a lot of battle rope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of more of those where it's it's all out. Yeah. For as many, and most of the time I like to do these as Tabatas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's just a way to really burn out the muscle. <laughs> And then after fatigue, that's the best time to work techniques too. Oh, so yeah. a lot of times before our class, you know, like especially if I've got more of a technical, um, you know, submission or sweep that I'm teaching my jujitsu yeah. class, I'll have them warm up real heavy. Everybody's uh, sweating, everybody's breathing yeah. hard. And so now whenever we do the technique, there's a lot less muscle incorporation and more right. the leverage and the technique. You know? Right. So yeah. So you know that's a that's kind of a tool that I use too to make sure that we can we're building the the muscle endurance, but also it's also forcing our fighters to use the technique rather than muscling right. through things. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um, I know my clients. Whenever I make them do this, they they hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, but it's it's so good for you. And like I said earlier, this is where I use monster sets, quad sets, circuits, mm-hmm. um, where you pick different exercises. And you just go around and around do them mm-hmm. with with minimal rest in between. Um, and it's really good for you. And it's, uh, like, oh, the, the program we did that you programmed for us a couple uh, last month. Right. Um, the battle ropes were awesome. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed doing that. I, that's the way that I haven't worked my muscles in a long time yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, doing stuff like it's sprints funny how, and how hard it is at first and how fast you add up, you know, it is adaptation true. Is that's a great though. point because, you know, at first it's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like three weeks in and you realize it's just the thing that I'm doing. Uh-huh. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, but what that really is it's just your lactic acid tolerance yep your ability to to your muscle realizes like oh uh, your threshold for tolerance for that for that work output yeah. is higher yeah exactly and that's super important for you know um, a fight 100%. you know you got yeah. five minute rounds you got to be able to punch and kick and push off opponents and, right. and be able to take people down in a tired state like mm-hmm. that lactic acid tolerance is super important yeah that's awesome. Yeah, there, there's literally a concept called the lactic threshold uh, that you can train to be mm-hmm. higher and higher and higher. Yep. Um, and I just ignored that for a long time, and I let it get low. But you're right, dude. Within you know two weeks of doing it, even uh, yeah. I mean, it, I was able to jump rope easily for three minutes, mm-hmm. and it was just a warm up for me. To, yep, that's yeah. exactly where you get to the. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and I would say for any athlete, it's super important for them to do these type of things. You know, if you're mm-hmm. playing football, you're playing tennis, yeah. you're doing any of these things that require a, an entire hour of a game. You mm-hmm. know, where you do have rest periods, but it, there's also this go 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 stop. Right. Go 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 stop. I definitely recommend training for it. Yeah, strongmen. Uh, train in this in this uh phase a lot too also um because a lot of the strongman events are requiring you to access strength under exhaustion Mm -hmm. and and being able to you know pull the truck for as long as you far as you can as far as you can as fast as you can um and so and and i think they call that kind of like uh work output uh, Mm -hmm. work tolerance um anyways that's a fun one to do it's just uh 
I don't, I tend to ignore it uh, more than I should, <laughs> but it is important. It's important. I don't ignore it. I definitely try to incorporate it into my programs. Um, that being said, you know, some of these techniques and stuff we're talking about incorporating into a program, it's never been my entire program though. Right. Like it's always, it's almost one of those accessories. You know, whenever I programmed you guys, it was just a, a thing that you had to do at least once. Uh-huh. You had to get through all those workouts once a week. Exactly. I don't care where you fit right. it in, just yeah, put just it, fit in, it in. in. And that's how I like to do it. I like and, that. And it makes it, it makes the, um, the scared of it, like you said, right, more tolerable because, because you get to just kind of choose, am I feeling it today uh-huh. or, you know, but yeah. of course there is the time where you procrastinate it. Yeah. And it's Sunday it and I still have all these Sunday rounds to do. And you better get them done. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. No, you're right. It was, it was a lot easier for me to tackle it that way than just having to commit like a four week or five week endurance program, yeah. you know? So that was definitely a, a great idea. And I, like I said, I ended up using a lot of those things like for my warm up before I went and lifted mm-hmm. and I liked that a lot. Yep. Yep. It's a good thing to do. Um, moving on, let's talk about power, power. Yes. Power output and all that kind of thing. Um, what would you say the goal for power is? Yeah. So, so power, yeah, it's once again in the name. Um, but it's lifting heavy weight as fast as possible. Quickly, uh, quickly, short, powerful bursts Mm -hmm. of movement. Um, and I think the biggest mistake that, that the average person does is they ignore this phase because they think it's just for athletes. Um, and while that's partly true, like an average person probably doesn't have to be able to do that, but yeah, um, they, they don't have to incorporate core strength and explode off of a line or, right, right. or throw a ball as hard and as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. It's true. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily go into, um, regular everyday life. However, I'm of the mindset I'd rather need, have it and not need exactly. it. Exactly. Then where it's a point in life where I need it and I don't have right. it. Right. Yeah, you yeah. you gotta you gotta be able to access those fast twitch muscle fibers, and if all if all you do as a bodybuilder is slow controlled movements, you're not practicing that fast twitch fast response mm-hmm. of a muscle. And there's actually some really cool studies that have come out uh, that have trained the senior population to Im- uh, improve their explosive power yeah. in preventing falls. Falls. Um, Doing a short explosive yeah. burst, like even if it's just sitting in a chair, just doing a really, really quick march as From, fast as possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's going to help them be able to kind of wake up those fast twitch muscle yeah. fibers that have been dormant for years mm-hmm. and years. Um, like <clears throat> if they trip on a rock, they're able to quickly access that exactly that uh, that fast twitch muscle fiber to catch themselves with their foot. Mm-hmm. If they don't have access to the fast twitch muscle fibers, they... F- trip on a rock and it's like and i can barely like catch myself man well think about how often you catch yourself from falling and yeah you know we don't even know it when we don't even know yeah 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 like there's been times where you're getting out of the shower and you're just like oh stumble yeah but i got myself no and you don't even think about it right well you start thinking about it whenever you don't have that quick twitch there exactly you hit the floor every time yeah so you with older parents or or you if you're older yourself like practice your power training um and what that looks like in a gym is like people think power training oh okay i gotta work on my hang cleans and my power cleans and my snatches like yeah those are great power movements um but you can literally work on accessing your power with a dumbbell chest press or a machine chest press it's just all about how you work it and how you move it do a quick explosive burst Mm -hmm. as fast as you can and and uh rest for a little bit in between reps yep yep well you know the program that i had you guys on there was definitely some power lifts Uh in there where it was like i don't you know the the 
the weight is actually dropped a bit and it's more about and not worry about even your rep range it's right. more just the speed of the bar the speeding yes yeah, just yes. push it as fast as you can exactly um like i like to do uh, like hex bar jump squats with mm -hmm. these like just jumping as high as you can landing reset take a break do it again yeah. you don't want to do these things to exhaustion because the biggest mistake people make is doing power movements for cardio right like uh let's do some box jumps mm -hmm. the box jumps is is was made to practice your vertical jump which is a power movement which is a plyometric movement mm -hmm. but people do them car, uh, crossfit to exhaustion yeah um and then you skip your knees <laughs> for the means of cardio yeah. and then you end up hurting yourself my shins hurt just thinking about oh, it oh i know i mean yes it's a great yeah you're gonna get good cardio you're gonna be able to jump a little bit um but at what cost? Yeah, at yeah. what cost? Um, this is where I really like to work bands, you know, yes. because you can use that con constant resistance from the band. Um, and then if you start incorporating your compound movements like your squat or when you add a box, mm -hmm. a box squat with bands, yes. you talk about a power workout. Mm -hmm. You can feel those really quickly. And you'll even whenever I do it. I feel the difference in the activation of the muscle. 100%. Yeah. You know, it's not like where I'm driving for the squat, heavy squat, mm -hmm. where I slow, just activation, pull, 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 pull. Right. Instead, it's bang, go, go. And then, but I can actually feel the difference in the muscle mm -hmm. too. Yeah, absolutely. Bands are a great way to do this. Like, if you're going to do like some wood chops with bands, like uh, like for a, oh, a, boy. a tennis a tennis player or ba even baseball. baseball or any sort of rotational sport, mm -hmm. fighting even. Like it's a really great safe way to do it because you're not likely to hurt yourself because bands are so safe um, unless it pops on you and it just hurts like a, and then you just gotta yeah, buy a new yeah, one yeah <laughs> um, yeah watch the dry rod on them you know they get old they, yes. they deteriorate if you start seeing any cracking yeah. throw them away throw them Go away get just get a new one they're cheap enough go yeah. get another one yeah um, yeah great way to, to do uh, strength movements or uh, power movements without creating a whole lot of damage or, or possibility of, right. of uh, injury. Um, yeah. And so, um, I think I kind of explained the physiological adaptations that are happening. Uh, it's, it's literally, you're improving the recruitment of the fast twitch muscle fibers. Mm -hmm. Everybody has fast twitch muscle fibers. <clears throat> Some people are born with more yeah. slow twitch than fast twitch. You can train slow twitch muscle fibers to act more like fast twitch muscle mm -hmm. fibers. Um, but, uh, genetics play a huge factor on, on your ratio of fast twitch to slow twitch. Right. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I think the point of today's podcast really is just incorporate everything though. You know, exactly. don't, don't get, don't get stuck in a rut where you're, and I understand your goals. They, but I guess my point is to reach your goals, make sure you don't neglect other things just because right, exactly. don't, what, what am I really trying to say? Um, don't marry one training. Yeah. Method. Don't marry one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And get blinded by your goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And neglect other things. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is, this is exactly how I, I, I program for myself and I program for, for my clients is we go in and out of all these different phases because that's, uh, the one, the best way to progressive overload mm -hmm. is going in and out of these different types of phases. Cause right. if you get your body used to a strength training adaptation, the best way to pro, uh, uh, not the best way, but a great way to progressively overload that is go into a hypertrophy phase. Mm -hmm. Your body, it's a whole new stimulus. That's why if you do this, you're, uh, you almost never get, you almost always will find yourself getting sore more and more because yeah. you're, you're using your muscles in different ways. Uh, every program that you do burnout too, you know, it just prevents, yeah. it prevents you from getting tired of the same thing in the mm -hmm. mundane. Exactly. You know, kind of adds some fun into your workouts. Yeah, for sure.
Uh, and so let's talk about, um, before we close up is let's, let's talk about how these different training methods can, um, help weight loss or fat loss. I I always make that mistake because there's a huge difference between weight loss and Mm -hmm. fat loss. Mm -hmm. Um, for the majority of people that I see in the fitness industry, their end goal is to lose fat for the most part. You know, I know fighting's a different thing. Um, uh, but I would say probably 80% of people, uh, that are learning about fitness and into fitness come for fat loss. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's your hard gainers out there that are looking for fat gain, but that's, uh, not as common in my circle, especially. Yeah. Yeah. But in my circle, it's actually kind of common. Yeah. There's, there's these yeah, skinny, in the fighter circle. The skinny guys that want to learn how to fight. I get that. And then, you know, the rails are like, we got to put some, you need to get underneath that bar. Yeah. It's weird how they need resist. some cheeseburgers. They resist it. Though. Yeah. It's so weird, you know, because they get so good at being fast and that's their mm-hmm. thing. But I'm telling you, if you don't want to get bullied in the clinch or get bullied on the ground, right. Put some slabs yeah. of meat on mm-hmm. them. Calvin's still uh, getting stronger and stronger. Dude, he's lifting a lot. He's awesome. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, I think a big part of it for him was just finding a routine that worked for him and yeah. then um, getting his diet. Yeah. You know, yeah. protein. Mm-hmm. And it always, I know we, we this ain't really a diet day for our podcast, but, well, yeah. you know, as far as none of this is going to help you at all if you're not fueling your body to, to reach the goal at all. Exactly. You know, get yeah. your protein in, get your calories in, meet your macros. Right. Yeah, you're not going to get as strong as you can. You're not going to get as big of muscles as you can. You're not mm-hmm. going to have the most endurance. You're not going to have the most power if you are underfueled. All right. That's a huge point. You have to fuel these workouts. Yep. Um, if you are chronically under eating and trying to reach all of these goals, you are going to be extremely limited in how much you can uh, do. Which, once again, with fighters, and I'm sure powerlifters, too, whenever uh, you know they're getting closer to, to competition, is yeah. they have to meet a certain weight. Right. And so they're like freaking out. Uh-huh. So they're trying to lift all this heavy weight with under um, you know, their nutrients isn't where it needs right. to be because they're trying to. They're so afraid of the number. Right. Well, and just the societal pressure to be skinny and uh, not yeah. to be fat. Right. Right. You know, there's that too. Um, but as far as these relate to fat loss, like, and I've said this in the podcast before, and I'll say it again. I do my best not to relate my training to fat loss. I try to relate my training to these four points, mm-hmm. building strength, building muscle, building endurance, building power. And I, I relate my fat loss to what I freaking put in my mouth. That's it. And you ha- you, if you can think about it like that and not, you're going to, you're going to be able to stay away from the, the insanity workouts. You're going to be stay, able to stay away from, uh, the all the the cardio focused group exercise yeah, stuff these, that do this class because you'll burn 500 calories uh, you'll do you'll, cardio yeah yeah and, stuff like that yeah um if you if you retrain your brain to think as your nutrition as the means of fat loss as long as you have that added uh stimulus of strength training in some way or the other mm-hmm. um i think that's when you really win um it's interesting because, you know, it's literally not doing something that's going to actually make you lose fat. It's not putting the carb <laughs> in your mouth, not that's putting true. the extra calorie in your mouth. Right. But it's so difficult. Yeah, it's hard. And I think we all that. Yeah. Know, we all we'll struggle just, with it. it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you have the just the the common Western diet, the common Western uh, goes back to how we started this podcast. We live in the easiest time ever. Uh-huh. We, yeah. our problem is we eat too much, mm-hmm. we have not, too much access to. Food. Yeah, not like oh, I hope we have enough to get through winter this year. Right, right. It's the opposite. We have too yeah. much. Yeah, 
too much junk, too much hyper palatable, oh, high calorie, um, uh, nutritionless food. Sure. And so, uh, limit that intake, hit your protein goals. And what these four, if you train, um, in one of these four or five Whatever. goals, your metabolism is going to respond and you are going to be hungry. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to be, uh, fueling your muscles. Your metabolism is going to spike, like I said. Um, and that's, and then you, if you control your diet, um, hit your protein goals, man, it, if you do it, if you do it all right, your body will respond yeah. and, lo- and lose the fat. Well, that's the thing, really, you know, you talk about losing fat. If you increase the amount of calories your body needs just to function daily by building larger muscle bellies, mm-hmm. um, requiring more because you're you're going to be strength training three or four times a week, right? you're going to need more calories. And mm-hmm. if you don't fill those calories, you don't feed those calories, well, suddenly it's going to pull from fat storages to fuel itself. Right. And that's kind of the idea. You yeah. Know, if you're on a, if you're on a cut, if you're, if your whole goal is really to lose weight and look better then that's that's the idea is you have to necessarily burn more calories than you need or, or burn more calories than you're than you're intaking. Yeah. Yeah. And we we don't do that through burning 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 manually. We do that through putting on expensive tissue which is muscle. Yep. Muscle is an expensive tissue. I it like requires that. a lot of energy to maintain mm-hmm. and that's just that's that's the the trifecta there. Right. Um, we'll have to do a whole podcast about this because it's extremely difficult to build strength, to build muscle, build power while in a cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard to do that and lose fat at the same exact time. Uh, I liked, and we definitely need a podcast about it because I would dare say it's not impossible, but highly, highly unlikely that you're going to be able to do that it effectively. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Newbie lifters are a little bit different. Of course, yeah. But if you've been doing this for a little bit, you've been you've been sticking onto a program, and now you're wanting to build muscle, lose weight all at the same time, we got we got to break that down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And my opinion, the the proper way to do that is to first start out lifting. Mm-hmm. Just start lifting. Don't change anything in your diet. Just right. lift, build some muscle. Build the muscle. Once the muscle's built, your cut's gonna be easier mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And you. The sad part is, is you will lose some of that strength gains once you start you your cut. Yeah, and it's, it's part of it. It's part of it. But when you have those abs and you're all happy about that, <laughs> the, you'll, you'll you'll miss your muscle. So then you'll start bulking again. Exactly. And now you miss your abs, so you start cutting again. It's this vicious that's the, cycle. That's the cycle. <laughs> mini bulk, mini cut, bulk it's, cut, yeah, bulk yeah. cut. And uh, as long as you can uh, keep your keep your behaviors unchecked, um, yeah. I think that I think you'll be set up well. Mm-hmm. Um, you have anything else? No, man, this is a good podcast. I, I thought I enjoyed it. Yep, yep. All right, everybody. Um, we thank you for supporting us. Um, keep sharing our episodes. Keep uh, uh, liking, following. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, when you share our posts or put them on your story or whatever, uh, it helps us uh, reach so many more people. Tremendously. So please consider doing that for us. Um. We would love to have your support there, and uh, we hope you all have a great week. And uh, let's see, I'm going. I got a band gig this weekend. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, going to Portales, New Mexico. All right. We got us a tour bus, and we're we're going on the road. 
and uh, we got some groupies to go with us. Ooh. Some, some, some. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> not really. <laughs> we got some wives and kids going with well, yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Those are groupies. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, y'all be praying for that. Actually, wait. As this uh, releases, it will already have happened. Oh, that's true. So, um, y'all don't pray for that then. Uh, but it'll be good. I'm excited. We'll, we're gonna have a lot of students. We're leading worship for a disciple now. Um, Eat right, Joe. I know that's always tough. They always feed us so well. Yeah, yeah. Eat right. Yeah. Put down the pizza. I will try. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just joking. I won't. All right. Um, thank you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week and right. um, check back in with us next time. Yep. Yep. Much love. All right. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.